Welcome to Playing in Traffic. This is our disclaimer song. This is our disclaimer song. It's our opinion. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. If you didn't want us to make a podcast about you, then you probably shouldn't have started a religion where you brainwashed people and separated them from your family, so it's kind of your fault. But don't sue us. Don't sue us. You know who you are, so don't do it. Don't sue us. about the discrimination that you saw we talked about how we're not really allowed to bring quote-unquote zion culture to the we love you foundation zion culture was an actual thing we had an accent that's hard to get rid of that shit is hard to get rid of yeah i still sometimes hear it in some of us you know um just every once in a while but anyway we had an accent we had a style we had we had everything um, but some of that culture was actually really dark mm-hmm. and only leaders would really know about it. And you shared some of those stories on Great Light Studio and, and you spoke about the public shaming that you experienced that unlocked some of my memories. And we spoke about some racial um, public shaming that I experienced in Denver. Did you, so did you ever experience any racial public shaming which okay we're three white girls so we are obviously allowed to speak about this I'm just kidding (laughs) but this was our personal experience right so did you personally ever experience any racial um discrimination Uh, absolutely um against everyone that's not Korean essentially (laughs) um yeah so a (laughs) contrast no really um (laughs) really honestly um I've heard so many comments about African-American people, Spanish people, anyone of color, white people. They just, um, Daniel Lee made it clear that he believed that Americans are arrogant and dumb, um, that black people are all ghetto and <laughs> incapable. And that this, these are not my words, people. I'm, I'm not a racist. Okay. Um, the homophobia, you know, not a lot. It's, everything any any kind of way that you could hear about discrimination is existent in the world mission society church of god and specifically one thing that i remembered um for people of color specifically females um this is something that not many people know about but i was a leader and something that they're told every every passover is that they have to wash their hair and shower the day of the passover and I remember that being announced in Maryland years ago <clears throat> under John Casas. And I remember feeling so uncomfortable for all of the sisters sitting there who were people, sisters of color, right? <clears throat> and knowing, like, I'm not ignorant to culture or <laughs> ignorant to different races and things like that. And I was like, does he know what he's saying? Like, that is so offensive. Like, what do you mean you have to make sure, like... You have, everyone has to shower and wash their hair on the day of the Passover. And that includes anyone, all the black sisters. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Like they, 
you can't expect them to just, it, it takes a, it's a different process. You know, I'm obviously, like you mentioned, I'm not the person to talk about that very much, but I do want to touch base on it because that absolutely happened where they were specifically singled out and told to wash a certain way and bathe a certain way on the day of the Passover, just because of their skin color and their hair. And it was very uncomfortable to listen to, especially even of a person of another race, like a white person. The other thing is with white people, it depends in the church. Like you're usually seen as like when I first started, gosh, it felt like they were treating me like the best thing that ever walked the face of the earth because I was like one of the, one of the original white group that entered the church back then. So I was treated very differently. Like there's absolutely privilege, but excuse me. There's absolutely privilege, but only if you're attractive. (laughs) Like once I started gaining weight and I started, you know, my health was declining because of the church, then I was equally bad, you know, in their point, in Danielle's point of view specifically. Like you will see the most beautiful white or light colored people or racially ambiguous people put in the front of photos specifically. They are like the most beautiful sisters are are work closely with Daniel Lee he surrounds himself with beautiful females all the time like (laughs) I remember I made a comment once I was in admin for like three days and I got kicked out but I made a comment (laughs) to somebody and I got rebuked because I was like am I pretty enough for this group (laughs) because even my smart ass mouth back then I would always get into trouble with stuff that would come out of my mouth but I'd be like am I pretty enough for you do I have to wear pink on Wednesdays like (laughs) they're laughing in case they're on mute but Tony and Lindsay oh yeah we are laughing (laughs) I'm not cracking myself up here but um like only if you're only if you're but would they laugh at that would they no no they didn't like that (laughs) they were like like why can't we just call it what it is like y'all are like and the amount of times that I've seen people of color up in tech team having to go through photos and pick out the white people like that has to be traumatic in your mind knowing that you are considered less than and you can't even be chosen in photos in fact you have to be in the background choosing the photos of the pretty white light people for the image of the church like that doesn't bother you like it just doesn't, it's just, it's awful. And the other, the other dark culture too, like discrimination of females in general, like it's just, it's wild. You would think that a church that worships a woman as God would, would treat females a little bit better. Like, I don't, I did, that doesn't, that it, it's, it's a wild no thing. Female pastors. Pastors. No female pastors. No female pastors. Never. Even if you're like, like I, the, like, okay, so the, obviously we all know now the doctrine is whack and crazy, but the, the, some of the best teachers of that doctrine are women in that church. And the ones, yeah, they are sharp. They they know that whack doctrine (laughs) and they're good at teaching it and making it sound very, very convincing. And they're very good at presenting themselves Mm -hmm. at being quote unquote graceful and pretty Mm -hmm. and and being a good salesman yeah yeah they're the ones that bring all the people into the church there's more women in that church than men so it's it's like you would think that they would be treated like we had these crazy things like if like oh this is another one so you know how the church is like they they have that whole thing about food right like um and i mean like old testament law food 
like on Sung Home wrote like, about about food like there's a whole yes, study like sermon about food yes like how they're like they dog the seventh-day adventist church because they have their food regulations that they keep from the old testament and that's no longer like the old testament is a shadow and blah 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 but then they have these weird rules that they keep that are very old testamenty and here's one of them <laughs> if you are on your period as a female you are not allowed to help prepare in the feast of god like you're not allowed, like when we go to prepare for the Passover wine, if you're on your period, no, 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 you're not allowed to because you're unclean. Is that something Jesus said? Or is that like an Old Testament thing? I just want to let you all think about that because <laughs> it's very contradicting. Like you, you say and pride yourselves on having, you know, the fulfillment of the law and the fulfillment of Christ and blah, blah, blah. But then you attach these weird regulations and especially on females Right. Which is, and you're talking about like preparing the bread and the wine and stuff like that, right? Yeah, the wine, the wine specifically. Right. Uh, and so that would mainly be done by the females. Yeah, no, it's always that, female. Yeah, that's not done by the men. No. So it's like you have a group of females, and then from that group of females, you're singling out who's clean and who's unclean. Yes. To prepare. Yeah. But you can prepare like Passover bread and wine for a baptism and right you can do that any day yeah that doesn't matter but (laughs) which it doesn't make sense like where's the where's that written that is so true because if you're in a house church and you're the only female you're going to be the one and you don't even question it no you're just like okay mm -hmm. oh the other thing is during the pandemic oh so there we were you know um if you're a house full of females right and you have one leader that's chosen to lead the Passover that day if you're on your period, y'all are like SOL. <laughs> like who's going to keep, you know, who's going to, like you can't lead the service of Passover if you're on your period. So like you it probably was, have to like call to get special permission. Can yeah, you imagine I having to call yeah. pastor? You're like, I'm on my period. I'm unclean. Can somebody else come to our house and keep Passover during the pandemic? Like what the hell? Did you guys follow that like really strictly or would you like be on your period and I'm just not going to say anything. Oh, no. Oh, I was no. terrified. Because I, God knows. Because yeah. Father Mother know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would totally. I'd be like, I'm on my period. <laughs> like, just, I was like, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to be cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Because you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. T- I, you don't want to curse the other members, too. Uh-huh. Like, through you or your uncleanliness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Imagine that. You caused a bunch of people to keep the Passover in an unholy manner. Gasp. <laughs> Is there anything that a male could do to make him unclean? Can, do you think? I know of. No, because they can have full-on affairs and they get to stay in the church. So True. That is <laughs> yeah. so true. They can do whatever they want as long as, like, I've heard so many things now. And even there is a, there, like, it depends on who you are. If you're a church leader, if you're a male, like, one church leader, he was caught sleeping around and then they just moved him up to Belleville. <laughs> <laughs> he got to, he's still there. He was there when I was in Belleville. Like, <laughs> church leader still. Uh, well, not a church leader, but, and he still has his title, but he's, he's a deacon, but he just got, they just got separated, split up and where I was talking to somebody and I got kicked out and wasn't allowed to keep the Passover. Like the, that's, that's another reason why I, I bring up that story in Great Light Studios is because there's, the standard is different, completely different. It depends on who you are. Um, I don't know. This is like really hitting me hard for the first mm-hmm. time. Like I knew that there was sexism oh, and yeah. racism, obviously racism. But like you said, if this is a church ran by a woman yeah. 
And it's a worldwide church supposed to be all about, you know, we're one culture, you know, we don't see race. It's, mm-hmm. it's all fucked up. It is. Speaking of more sexism things, they have weird sex rules for females <laughs> that not many people have. Yes. Yes, Lindsay. I saw that. <laughs> they see, do. I don't think I really heard these because I was already with my husband before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes so sense. So I don't think that they really you know, the like pastor and stuff, church leaders would really interfere like that. Members would interfere, but not like mm-hmm. the, the leaders. But I think that when you're in an arranged marriage, you get kind of like special instructions, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was sat down. I want to know. Yeah. You were sat down to talk oh, about yeah. your sex life? Oh, my yes. God. Yes. We sat down and I was told that I had to sleep with my husband because I didn't want to um, <clears throat> because I didn't know him and I didn't like him in any way. I uh, wasn't attracted to him at all. I was sat down and said, you have to sleep with him because if you don't, that's a sin and you're going to make him sin because he'll step out in the marriage and he'll have an affair and then it'll be your fault because you didn't give him what he needed. And I can't explain to you how awful just that is in general, like, because like Lindsay's question, did you guys ever about just about the period thing. Did you ever just like pretend you were on your period and like not do it? No, we followed. So I had to follow that too, because in my mind, I thought what she was telling me was true. If I don't give him what he wants, then we're both going to, I'm going to make us both sin. And then I can go to hell for that. Like, so it was awful. So you just, it was a lot of disassociating, (laughs) a lot of, Uh, God, that feels like sexual assault to me. It in is. In so many ways. It, it is. That is marital rape. If you don't want to have sex with somebody, just because you're married with them doesn't mean you have to. But you're telling someone that you have to and controlling them with a the doctrine, you know, like, that's what that is. And then they would get, then, then I was given all these rules too. Like, you can't have sex on the days of the feast. You can't have sex on preparation day or on the Sabbath or like in between. Um, but in between one time I was told in between um, tabernacle, uh, day of atonement and tabernacles, you know, that little break, like you can have sex then though, if you want, like it was these weird and no masturbating and no, sorry, I'm getting real candid with everybody. Cause that's what we're, <laughs> I'm just telling everybody um, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to look at like, there's been times where brothers were caught like looking at porn and doing all this stuff all that stuff is just like a no you can do what you want with your spouse but you have to do it on there are certain days that you're not allowed to and obviously not on your period um it's and then you have to give it to them if they want to because then otherwise they're you're sinning and it's just a Ugh, that's another that's like a sub subculture that I feel like not many members I definitely know <clears throat> not a lot of members know that that exists but um on the outside now when I talk to other female ex-members they're like oh yeah we were once given a whole education about that I'm like what they're like yeah one time we had the group leaders come in and then the overseer gave us this little education about our sex lives and I was like what like why are they even why are they commenting who who feels like they have the right to comment on what you do with your body, at least, like, isn't the soul the thing that matters anyway? Like, if you're married, I don't know, the whole thing is just, it's disturbed, it's disturbing, and the discrimination specifically against females is disturbing. Tony and I, at one point, we found the, um, because we talked about, like, 
is this sex trafficking, human trafficking mm-hmm. by definition? But like, if, oh, it was like threatened. And we were like, man, like you're doing all of these things out of the idea that if you don't, you're going to die in a fiery burning. I mean, that that's like purely the definition of being like emotionally coerced into doing things. That's wild. I didn't even know that. But it felt like that. It was very violating. Interesting. Yeah. World Mission Society, Church of God. Very interesting here, this definition. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. We're just literally reading off of the, like, the government worksheet of what human yeah. and sex trafficking The is. thing that you mentioned is that it's, sec- it's a secret kind of subculture dark that regular members have no clue. When we speak out, it's just very helpful and you know, crucial for, for these things to get out, even though it is so hard to talk about. Well, yeah, it's like, it's interesting. Like you just, you were a deaconess, but just the difference of like you already being married or being in a relationship, you like, you're finding out things. Totally. I've been hearing stories for the last however long, and I never knew about that period thing. I mean, every time I remember not having sex on preparation day or sabbath day or anyway like being told not to but i remember like never having sex honestly i mean maybe tmi but you're too tired you're too focused you're Mm -hmm. living in the church i mean pastor's like literally next door (laughs) so what are you gonna do right (laughs) Right. so i there's just no interest it's not important and also this is your brother yeah there's the interest yeah you don't i definitely think that your mindset about sexual sexuality or any kind of anything related to that is very warped when you're in there it is but then you wonder about like the men that are forcing themselves on to these you know poor sisters so but their mentality is not like that no 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 they don't and I don't and the other thing is weird I don't I don't blame him right like it's weird like I'm not condoning it but I don't blame him because do you think that the men are told like you have to satisfy your wife, otherwise she'll step no, out? No, no. hell no. A girl, <laughs> they don't care about us. It's always. I think that they're probably told though, like it's natural for you to have urges. Now here's your wife, and any yeah. urge you have, you need to use your wife for yes. that urge. I'm sure and that. Sinful in any other way. I'd be interested to have a a male come on and talk about this topic see if they've heard it we should ask anthony about his sex life (laughs) yeah like anthony you want to come on talk sex life with us (laughs) and i'm sure other people listening now it might it might trigger some memories they might somebody else might come on and be like you know this happened to me Uh, which is why i want to talk about it too because it's um it's not as a it's very well known because it's not like they go up on the altar and teach (laughs) this it's more like in a room privately with you and the overseer or the overseer's wife and nobody ever knows right yeah and of course they're probably gonna be like she's lying okay <laughs> whatever yeah. or yeah. is your ex has, is is the guy that you were arranged to is he still in no no he left before me he left um that's actually why we divorced was because he was like his faith was bad and you know they deemed him his faith was bad um and he was having a pro. He didn't want to tithe anymore. He didn't want to give his money to the church because he had a lot of money um, and it was bothering him. And then he just kind of phased out as soon as I left up to New Windsor. And you don't have any sort of like friendship or relationship with him outside? No, absolutely not. <laughs> We're just like worlds apart, like as opposite as you can imagine. Like just 
Oh, no, no, not even on a, not even on a friend level. We could never be compatible in any kind of sense. Maybe as a coworker, like in an what office. A wild ride though. Like you had <laughs> such this fucked up crazy experience, you know, with this person. I think the arranged marriages are very surprising to outsiders because like I said, Tony was already in a relationship. So that was something that I learned doing this podcast and meeting mm-hmm. six members. And and I think that's a very shocking thing as an as Americans, like we're not used to the idea of arranged marriage. I know like in other countries, people are just like arranged marriages are normal. Yeah, like it's their culture. Right. And this isn't about culture. This is about business. There was a list of questions that somebody had put on there for YouTube. Yeah, I have it right here, actually. <clears throat> okay, we can, like, rapid fire. Okay, sure. So this was somebody that asked a question on my part, too. Um, I won't go into their ta- their handle just in case for privacy reasons, but the questions that they asked was, why did the WSCOG create this foundation and for what purpose? Um, so we were originally taught that this was a way for to recruit people into the church, Um uh, not using religion and to then eventually get people of higher status that you can't approach on the street. Like, Hey, have you ever heard about God, the mother, where now you can go to like a business owner who's going to partner with the foundation and be like, yeah, come help us with, we love you. And then, Oh, you know, get to get to know them, be friends with them. And then be like, um, do you want to go to my church with me one day? (laughs) You know, just introduce them into the church. It's like a shady way of recruiting. And then on the East Coast, like I mentioned prior, their biggest goal is a delusional goal of getting the Nobel Peace Prize for John Gil-John. So that's my rapid fire answer there. <laughs> uh, Tony, if you have anything to add as I go through these, because we're wrapping up, but jump in by all means. That's just hilarious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question was, how do they plan and execute their campaigns? The campaigns always seem like random one-off events that lead to nowhere, but to be used for their own propaganda videos or website. Okay, so I did answer this one a little bit that, um, and I did want to touch on that now. That was a little thing I forgot to mention. Now they do, they have started their own little programs, which um, makes them appear more legitimate, like those packs on backs, tools for school thing that they're doing, and like the the um, little reconstruction of rooms and stuff. Can I add really quick? Because um, I saw that on, on the social media and I immediately was like, what a dumb idea to go on the first day of school to hand backpacks filled with supplies to children walking in with their already filled backpacks. <laughs> yeah, right. What? Oh my gosh. I remember one comment on there too, where somebody was like, where's my backpack? You guys made me drop out of school. How come, how come you don't give us a backpack? <laughs> I was like, oh, snap, that's going to piss them off. And then she texted me later and was like, I got blocked. I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that. And I remember thinking, if I as a parent went and walked up to school and someone handed my kid a backpack who had their backpack on, I'd be like, that is not helpful to me at all. Can you do this like a week ago or like a month ago? What the hell? <laughs> I already bought the supplies. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. But anyway, just a quick, quick touch on, I did, I did um, kind of answer this one. Uh, events are specifically chosen in order to garner good publicity, recognition, and awards. And yes, obviously, everything's going to be used for propaganda videos and website, because it's going to make them look better. So anybody who gives them an award, um, 
just know that that's where it's going. You're you're going into a big lump pile of other awards so that they can come out and be like, look, we're not a cult because we have awards from, from the mayor. Like, uh, Next one was, how did the US branches coordinate with the WMSCOG headquarters? <laughs> it literally says, did Mama Zhang directly involve in the planning process? No. So any of the lower level um, events? Mama <laughs> Zhang. <laughs> So yeah, they said Mama Jung, not my words, this person. Um, anyway, so no, we planned and executed our own events. There were um, each each church, each Zion is actually referred to as a chapter in We Love You because you can't call them Zions because that's Zion word wording, right? So they're all called chapters. So if you want to, if you see an event that's being taking taking place in the Maryland chapter of We Love You, that's literally the church in Maryland. Um, and so each each chapter, aka church, has their own internal event team, aka members that go to the Church of God that are in there on the ground finding events that they want to they want to um, you know use, and then they put it into an event management system that New Windsor takes control of. So New Windsor is really controlling; they're the hub of controlling which events are being chosen which events are, you know, even the banners and everything are printed in the church. All of that stuff is all printed inside of New Windsor and sent off to them. Sometimes they get their own prints done, like outside of the state, like in their own location. And if there's bigger events, um, no, it's okay. She's got a dog. Tony's got a dog too. Both of our dogs are acting up today. (laughs) And if it's in a bigger event, then that's organized through Korea. So sometimes Korea will come in and be like, hey, we need you to do a big blood drive or a big whatever. And then we'll be like, okay, so no, no. And John does not have, stop. That's my shoe. Sorry. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I know my dog is eating something too. Hey, I have a question. Are these members also preaching at the same time and doing We Love You Foundation stuff? Oh yeah. 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 This is like a side thing. Yeah. 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 These members are not, they're not employees of We Love You. They're just volunteers. They're doing their study books they're doing their preaching practice, they're doing their preaching, and they're also doing all this volunteer for We Love You. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And tithing and donating. Of course. Separate. Yeah. Yeah. And to my knowledge, there's only ever been two people actually employed at the We Love You at any, at We Love You Foundation at any given time. Usually it's just one now, to my knowledge, but the most was just two. So everyone else, nobody else gets paid. Um, then, so no, Jangil Jha does not plan. She does not have, she's not out here telling us to go do a, a, a cleanup in some Pittsburgh school park. No. Corey, do you have <laughs> Daniel Lee get any money from We Love You? I mean, he's the president of it, right? Yeah, not to my knowledge. I don't think so. Um, it's all about, like, he definitely doesn't want to use the money. Like, he'll, well, I take that back. So, he wants to collect as much money as possible so that we can have millions of dollars in order to put on bigger giant events and like bigger venues and have a bigger outcome and all that. So he's not actually, to my knowledge, getting any money for himself personally. And I don't think that's happening. He doesn't need to. He has his own business, honestly. So um, that would be stupid if he is, but I don't think he is, <clears throat> to be honest. Um 
But okay, so a couple more. I'll just go through them. So has the foundation ever tried to approach and recruit politicians and influencers? What was the tactic to approach these people? Oh, yes. So there was, there's one doctor in um, Delaware that they had been working with. Her name is Dr. Nina Anderson. She has been one of their partners for a long time. <clears throat> I don't believe she realizes that it's a cult, um, but they took her all the way to Korea for an event. Yes, if you guys can't see, but Tony's mouth just dropped <laughs> and Lindsay's eyes got really big. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it on their website. I can actually even, I'll send you guys a picture so you know who I'm talking about. Um, she's a doctor. She specifically, her little niche is sickle cell anemia. So that's her big thing. So is she can, a member? Is she Baptist? No. Mm -mm. Oh. They've tried to, though. I was there when they brought her to the church and they tried to indoctrinate her a little bit. Her and her husband, they went through great lengths to do this. That's where, the, that's why they put on these little ping pong tournaments. I don't know if you've heard of those, um, but the We Love You Foundation will host these little ping pong tournaments just to try to get them into the church. These particular people specifically, they're targeting them specifically using what the husband loves. Cause so the husband loves playing ping pong. So they'll go out, Daniel Lee, Paul Cha, the overseers. I went to one of these little ping pong tournaments and it's there to try to like make friends with him and bring him into the church because they have money and then one's a doctor and they took her to Korea for an event. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if she's fully aware that this is a cult. Um, I don't think she does, but she might now if she listens to this, because <laughs> this is just a memory unlocked from this question. So that was a really good question. Um, but yes, they have. Um, that's the whole purpose. They want to recruit these people that they make partners with um, in order to bring higher status fruit quote unquote into the church ultimately and, and they to legitimize them don't you think to give them yes yeah so they can be like see this is a doctor they even wanted her to be on the board at one point um to have a gentile on a board and then also to like have these like little mock board meetings <laughs> they had this plan at one point to like have these mock board meetings involving her if she were to ever you know agree to be on the board so that it looked more legitimate and it was just got but she never did and to my knowledge i don't think she's doing that but <clears throat> yeah Tony. also in a different type of way not politicians but you know they use little they use celebrities you know in certain ways like there's certain instagram quote-unquote mm -hmm. celebrities that um there's one public figure and you know there's several mm -hmm. there's a lot i don't think they realize that they're being used right. in that way like they're absolutely being used like one brother he is a little influencer, um, Mr. Hotspot. You can cut it out if you want. That's no, why I, it's okay. I think it's okay if we say it. I mean, he's public. I thinking of the public figure, but yeah. you can you can cut it out. I'll just say. Uh, let me restart. So there's a brother. It's okay. Um, let's say his name. Everyone's gonna ask. All right. So there's a brother. Um, his influencer handle is Mr. Hotspot. So he got his little thing dancing and everything, and um, he's a member of the Church of God. He posts on there publicly about you know, his little beliefs. Sometimes people are always in the comments showing up saying things, but he still does his thing. And at one point he wanted to stop doing his social media stuff because of the church. Like he didn't, he's like, this is, you know, it's worldly, blah, blah, blah. But Daniel Lee swooped in and said, just keep doing it because you can reach more people with all your followers because he has like a couple, I think he's like a million, maybe not now. Cause I think people stopped following him because of this, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, the, he, like they're absolutely being used. All these people like Miss Juicy is now a, a member apparently in Atlanta. Um, I, I don't, she, these people don't know 
that they're being targeted and used in order to gain publicity for this cult. And they don't know that even inside of the cult, the leadership doesn't care about them. Like she's, first of all, she's a person of color. She's, you know, they're, they're, they will discriminate against her. I hope she has a disability. Yes. Yes. Like she doesn't know that like, they're probably laughing at her to be honest. Like they're probably honestly laughing. Like, like I can imagine like being (laughs) them being like, who, why would she? I know. Oh, anyway, she has money. Let her be, you know? And don't you think that they are experiencing the World Mission Society Church of God in a way that we were not experiencing it. So they're getting they're getting love bombed continuously. They're never seeing this dark side that we're talking about. And so that isn't their experience. So when they're posting and they're, you know, being funny and stuff, I think that is their real experience. Yeah, because I bet the cult is is making it that way for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree with that because you can't let them have anything negative to see or experience because they have a bigger audience. Like imagine if I came out with my, with an audience like hotspot and started saying all this stuff, <laughs> you know, that'd be a big deal. So they can't, <clears throat> you're right. I think that's you're right. Our goal, girl. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next question, cause there's two left. Um, he said, how did they manage to get some of the civil servants, politicians to speak nicely in their campaign videos? What tax- tactics did they use to set them up? So there is like the little event teams, kind of what I mentioned in each one of these locations, they'll go and approach these politicians and say, you know, all the right things and say that they're a nonprofit group and they want to do all these things and just flat out ask them for an award or recognition or to make a little video. And I fully believe that these politicians and people don't realize who is asking this and what is behind this group because they come up to you and they approach you, you know, <clears throat> as a nonprofit seemingly with no ill will. And they're just like, sure, yeah, I'll do a video, but they're not like, like Senator Blumenthal, the one that does the video. He's, he's on some video for, we love you. Um, I don't think he realized he's talking to a cult. <laughs> like, I don't think he realizes that he just gave his face and his endorsement to this group so that they could play it at all their videos and put it up on their website to be like, look, Senator Blumenthal, he didn't look in that. Like, I, I just think it's manipulative. I think it's deceptive. I don't think they, they obviously don't paint the full picture of who they are, what they are, um, just so that they can get your name and your voice and move on. Mm-hmm. Tony, don't you remember really quick, don't you remember when they would hand them a piece of paper and be like, can you say thank you to this person? She's our yeah. chairwoman. And then they'd be like, and then they would, teach them how to pronounce it so that yeah. they have a video of them saying thank you John Gilja and you told yes. they have a huge loop of that on the Korean yeah. um uh YouTube channel yeah. Tony now that enough space has passed between um you knowing the person that this happened with can you can you tell the story about the lady that you know she was a was she a doctor or nurse or coordinator at the hospital I met a woman in in the community who was infiltrated by the Wimscog. Somebody works in a very prominent hospital in Denver and they're, you know, trying to give them these like little gift baskets to all the, the people that worked in the hospital. I don't want to give too much information, but, but then she met me and then I told her all about it and uh, made her look into it. They're just so secretive. 
And now they're starting to get these positions of power. Like you said, if somebody's working in the UN or working in a prominent hospital or is a doctor or something, then they're able to, to have access to, to have these higher level events and have access to higher level people in the community. Okay, so they approached her as we love you. They approached her, right, of course, as we want to do this um, this good deed as we love you and we want to give all of you gifts out of the goodness of our heart. But then inside of these gifts were little cards that were like, where are you from? Have you ever wondered where your soul is from? Come and visit us. And then they had like their name and their phone number on there. And she was, she opened it and she was like, I can't give these out. I am not allowed to give out anything that has any type of religious affiliation, you know, because they're a nonprofit huge hospital in Colorado. So they're not allowed to, you know, associate any type of religion. So anyway, she had to throw everything away, right, Lindsay? Didn't she have to throw everything away? I think she wasn't able to give anything out. That's so embarrassing. (laughs) They put up a front as we love you. And then they come in with their religion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, quick memory unlocked. Okay. So there's this, um, there's this group in the malls across the U S they're like an Asian group. I can't remember their name. I have to look it up. It's like a, it's not Shinjunji obviously, but it's some other name and they have this performing arts thing that I don't know if I, I don't know if I meant, I don't even know if I mentioned this in great light studios. Maybe I did. I don't know, but there was this time where <clears throat> there are these like performing arts things that go around and they do, the, they like with ribbons and it's beautiful. And they, and they, they even have little stands in the malls and they give you little flyers and like, come see our beautiful Asian performance. But then when you go at the end, they lay on their doctrine in the performance, <clears throat> like a really deceptive thing. Well, Daniel Lee had sent two deacons to go and watch this once to get like in to infiltrate this other cult group to see how they did it. And that was the whole basis of the idea for them now and forever that performing arts center group, uh, performing arts event that we did like years ago for, we love you. He wanted to do something like that before the church of God. And eventually like at the end, like reveal heavenly mother through the performance and blah, 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 and use it as a whole preaching thing, the same way that they did it um, because he'd heard about it. And then we ended up even, we started it off as a church event and then turned it into a, we love you event, but it was still doctriny at the end because we were like, it was all about a mother's love. And then this is because what's in heaven. (laughs) And so everybody's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. 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 That's why Anthony, I don't, I think Anthony mentioned in his video once that he had people come and then they just left in the middle. (laughs) I wish you could explain that awkwardness. How can you explain that feeling, that dread that it's just so embarrassing. (laughs) It's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. It's because, you know, like, well, I mean, because you know, it's against their will. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you know, you're making someone uncomfortable and being deceptive. And that's what makes you uncomfortable. Like, right. whenever I would witness those, those baptisms that are forced in yes. my, yes. they're like, yes. really pushy. And like, my last fruit that I bore in the church was right before I left New Windsor, uh, we had this whole thing where everybody, John Gilgaw said that everyone was going to bear fruit, uh, that that preaching, whatever thing. 
And it was me and one other deaconess on our group that had not bore fruit and our whole group did. And so obviously we were singled out. Like, aren't you guys going to, you guys have to bear fruit. You have to bear. We only have like 10 more days. Blah, 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 blah. So they organized for us to go to Manhattan to preach. And they set us up with this other deaconess who's just known for like grabbing people and just literally leading them into the church. And they just like forcing them to be baptized. Was she Korean? <laughs> No, she's Spanish, um, Latina. And she did that. She grabbed, we were together with her and I both, me and the other deaconess that hadn't bore fruit. Like we knew that they put us with her specifically so that they, cause they knew she was going to get somebody to get baptized, whether or not they wanted to or not, just so that they could say that we bore a fruit together. <laughs> and so she did, she grabbed this woman. This woman had no idea what the hell was going on grabbed her, pulled her into the church with her boyfriend. The boyfriend refused to get baptized, even though like everybody was so down their throats that day. It was so uncomfortable to watch. Like they don't want to be baptized, but they do just so that they can be like, let me just do this and get the hell out of here and never show up again. And you know, that's what's going through their minds because they look so uncomfortable and they're so like, like, what is, what is this? Like, <laughs> and they, they push it on you. Like, if you don't, if you don't get baptized now, you could just leave and then you get hit by a bus or like a building could fall. You get to the point where you're begging them, please get baptized yes. because mother said, I'm going to bear fruit and you better, yeah. better help me fulfill this prophecy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it's so uncomfortable to, and when you know you're doing it in a deceptive way, like through an event that has like they don't know they think they're going to a benefits concert or a benefit thing but they're actually sitting in a cult organized recruitment thing it like it feels wrong even when you're in there like i have a memory unlocked <laughs> i love that oh. when tony had the family day at her church uh-huh i just remember this i had a conversation with my family members we got invited because my nephew was in the performance and before we went in, I told my whole family, I was like, I think this is to try to recruit us, you guys. So mm -hmm. let's go and be nice. But nobody joins this this church today. OK, <laughs> we're going to go see it. And I do remember being uncomfortable because there were things where I was like, I think they're preaching to us, but I'm just going to sit here and smile and wait for my nephew to come on stage and do his little cute dance. Oh my because gosh, I have a picture of it. Church. Tony was in like a talent show time in her poodle skirt. Remember that? Oh yeah. yeah look at okay. So picture Yeah, this one. Oh, I don't know if you can really see him, but he's in here. And they all dressed up because they were all different countries of the world. And they sang, they like sang a song about all the countries of the world. I have mine right here too. Like this is us looking at it. And this is the weird letter. Oh my that gosh, how weird. I did. Yeah. I wrote you a letter. I wrote you a letter thanking you for coming. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> the way you kept it. That's so cute, though. <laughs> yeah, but on the back of it, I wrote Big Shine Worldwide. Because I think I had, like, just discovered that online and was like, I got to ask her about it. This is the oh, and this is the gosh. beginning of our podcast, Tony. That's wow. hilarious. Damn, memories unlocked. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. And my whole family would become because they're so lovely and supportive. Yeah, they tried. They didn't join. Oh my God, can you imagine if we all joined? Corey, it has been such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for sharing your stories and unlocking memories for me and Lindsay, and hopefully some of the listeners. Um, call in, call in, don't call in, we're not live. Um, 
message, <laughs> message us. <laughs> I really meant that too. Okay, email us, message us if you guys have any unlocked memories. Corey, you have you are really good with your social media presence and your you know you're really good at that part of it. Um, what do you have going on? Share with the listeners uh, where they can find you and things like that. Okay, so you can. I'm more active on Instagram just because I like that app the most. Um, that's probably where you can like if you want to reach me, you can go to uh, WMSCOG Spotlight is the handle. Um, that's where I post like more of the church, you know, all my church stuff. If you direct message me there, I will respond the fastest. You can also email email me at WMSCOG in the spotlight at Gmail. Um, I also check comments. I try to get back to as many people as I can. If you go, so I'm really bad with Facebook. So some people have messaged me on Facebook before and it takes me a lot longer and I'll just completely forget. Um, so really your best bet is, is Instagram. And that's where I kind of created the platform with certain topics that I'm putting out there. Um, the website too, WMSCOG and the spotlight.com that has more articles. Like if you feel more comfortable with reading as opposed to listening, um, it's a really safe space too. You can reach out if you're a current member or ex member, many people have already done that. Um, and I won't be like, you can talk to me anonymously, you know, everything, like I know how it is. I know it's a scary process, especially if you're a current member or like just leaving or trying to leave. Um, I can absolutely have conversations with you. I'm not an expert, you know, I can't provide you with like <laughs> therapy or anything like that, but I can provide you with some insight in my own personal experiences and just general support, friendship even. I really, really personally enjoy connecting with people now. Um, so please feel free to reach out. I'm also planning on starting a podcast. I know I've said it a bunch of times, <laughs> but it'll be WMSCOG in the spotlight and I'll go on and talk more in depth um, about my specific you know, story and other things that like, I want to talk on like specific topics. Like I'll bring people on and talk, let's talk about choir. <laughs> what was choir like? Oh, God, I meant to talk to you about that because <laughs> choir is a cult within a cult. Yes, yes, yes. I so really wanted like, to yeah, oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait mm -hmm. to hear your Like stuff like that. Like I'd like to bring, you know, like a couple people on at a time. So it's not just me talking into the air and like you guys, you know, um, but you guys have a nice back and forth and I'm, that's where I'm worried about the challenge right now. Cause it's just me. So I'm like, how do we make this? So I'm just brainstorming, but it's happening folks. So just stay tuned. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm in. I also have a meme page in case your humor is your thing, you know, um, just trigger warning though. Cause you know, humor, I don't know if you, if you know, comedy comedians, they, you know, sometimes things can be triggering, but that's for, that's called that uh, meme page is world memeing society. <laughs> so That's my little pun name. And then the humor has gotten me through all my dark times in the cult. And that's another thing. Like, I know sometimes I'll be talking about something serious and then I like, <laughs> like a giggle at the end, <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, it's just the way I cope personally. Um, so I promise you, I'm not making fun or making light Lindsay of anything. Lindsay does similar, I think. Yeah, Lindsay has fine. a way of laughing at some mm -hmm. dark things. Yeah, <laughs> look at her. <laughs> you guys can't see her now, but she's laughing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my coping. So that's why I'll like giggle or I laugh or I clear my throat. So I'm sorry about mm -hmm. that. This is how I deal with trauma. So, but anyway, if anybody likes humor and memes, 
that's my love language. Memes are. So you can also hit me up there. Or if you have ideas, people send me meme ideas all the time. (laughs) And you're good at it. You are really, that is your talent, girl. That is really good. And I'm really enjoying, you know, your articles too. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I, um, I look at those and I'm sometimes I'm like, yo, I know Elder Victor is laughing at some of these, like they've got, come on now. It's a little funny. Like, especially some of them that aren't even like anti-church. They're just kind of like, like my favorite one is this, there's this one of the seagull and he's like, there's like this meme of the seagull taking a deep breath. (laughs) And it's like, it's like the pastor says something so so like mundane like it doesn't mean anything and there's some brother in the back like oh man <laughs> oh my god and I'm like that's not even I'm not even hating on the church I'm just talking about how right. funny it is. like I'm sure you laughed like you had to chuckle a little bit like come on so funny <laughs> anyway so, so funny yeah, yeah you guys check it out it's it's great yeah thank you guys so much for having me I really really appreciate your time boom <laughs> Boom baby. Boom baby. Boom baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Maybe that was a little bit of a high moment. And I'll own that right now. (laughs) And I will own it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me introduce it and then you say what you want to say, okay? Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right, here we go. I got this.